This is not a political podcast, but it's not possible to listen to or talk about Marvin Gaye without facing the fundamental divide in America. It is those who believe that America has yet to live up to her promise of liberty and justice for all on one side, and those who believe America's institutions work as intended for those true Americans who obey the law and work hard on the other side. If we want to have a more perfect union, we have to make the effort. Let's let nothing and no one come between us and our vote. Hello, I'm Tiffany. I love music. I'm here to talk about it, and if you're for it too, glad to have you. This week, I'm delving into the album that sits at number one on the Rolling Stone Top 500 Albums of All Time. Motown founder Barry Gordy once said, it's the best album Motown ever produced. Motown. It's fitting in this day of socio-political upheaval to revisit Marvin Gaye's undisputed classic, What's Going On? It's a protest album, a concept album. Gaye's magnum opus, as he himself called it. It's the story told from the point of view of a soldier who comes home from Vietnam and sees a country full of suffering and injustice. What's Going On covers social, political, economic, racial, and environmental issues. It's ahead of its time for popular music, even in an era of protest songs. Aside from being a commentary on tumultuous times and spiritual longing, it is also a sonic tour de force. It's a seamless suite of nine songs with jazz, gospel, and soul themes all recurring. It's a call to action to heal America, end the war, protect our natural resources, make the economy fair, improve policing in our inner cities, and abolish racism and classism. At the same time, it takes the line between the secular and the sacred, blurring it, blending and contrasting them lyrically. Amazingly, it sounds like the soundtrack of our lives today, full of angst, longing, bewilderment, grief, and hope. It sounds deeply personal and candid because it was. It sounds like an artist freshly discovering the bounty of his gift. It's an outpouring of naked inspiration and a reflection of what we could be. I was six weeks old in May of 71. America deeply divided then as it is now. Americans were protesting in the streets against the war in Vietnam and police brutality. The May Day anti-war protests were underway in Washington, D.C., Marvin Gaye's birthplace. Thousands were arrested. There were massive anti-war protests all over the country, ongoing protests against racial injustice and police brutality across the country. There was also wide support for the Nixon administration. Protesting in the streets was not any safer then. Nixon called for law and order and declared the press the enemy of the people. Protesters were seen as thugs, criminals, insurgents, and agitators by many. Let me remind you, I'm talking about 1971. Enter what's going on. 
After heated debate and serious doubts at Motown, it was released. Barry Gordy didn't like his brother-in-law's latest project and sought to sink it. Gordy thought it was too jazzy and too political. He wanted hits and flashy Vegas engagements for Marvin Gaye. Gaye had gone from studio musician to torchlight crooner to R&B heartthrob to one half of the world-renowned duo Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell on the heels of Terrell's untimely death from brain cancer. Gay was in no mood to sing cheery love songs. He had the clout to do what he pleased. He was married to Barry Gordy's sister. And he was also horrified and saddened at the state of the nation, as most Americans were. Artistically, he had the muscle. He directed every musical choice on this, his 11th studio album, It was his first time self-producing. Despite feeling little support for what's going on, Gay persisted and won commercial and critical acclaim. Let's look at the track list. Track one, what's going on? Many of us, my generation and younger, perhaps do not even remember the first time we heard what's going on. It's like the sun in the sky. It's like two plus two is four. It has always been there and has always been true. In 1971, the song was a revelation. Gay was one of the first artists to intricately layer his vocals, richly self-harmonizing and creating a chorus with himself and a conversation with the music. The music, written by his Motown studio cohorts, was luxurious and jazzy. Gay took the lead on the rest of the compositions, weaving this theme throughout the rest of the album. Track two, What's Happening, Brother? Gay sings in the character of that weary soldier who's returned home from the war and can't find a job. He wants all the latest. He feels so behind the times. He doesn't know if he can trust what he's reading in the newspapers. Gay's performance is conversational and improvisational. If I didn't know better, I would think he was speaking from first-hand experience. And as it turns out, he was speaking from the experience of his brother Frankie, who fought in the Vietnam War. The two often talked about it. Track 3 flying high in the friendly sky. Gay was no stranger to drug use. It threatened to derail his career many times and did derail his second marriage. On Flying High, Gay's signature lyrical candor is never too much information, never cringy, never cliched. The words are plain spoken poetry. He says what he's feeling, He sings about getting high the same way he sings about God in upcoming tracks with abandon and truth. It's the same way he would sing about love and sex on future albums, including 1973's Let's Get It On. Here, God sets him free, all while trapped by drug use. He sings I can't help it, so stupid-minded. Whatever your demons, you know what he means. Track four, Save the Children. 
He speaks a line, then he sings the line. It's got a doo-wop poetry slam feel that might in fairness seem a little dated, but I'm often fascinated by singers' speaking voices. Marvin Gaye's speaking voice is so distinctive and elegant, even aristocratic. If you watch interviews, Gaye's voice is expressive and melodious. It's like he could break out into song at any moment. Save the Children focuses on how we are literally killing the planet, our trees, water supply, polluting the air, and in doing so, we're killing our children. Save the planet, save the children. He's one of the first artists to focus on the human destruction of the planet. Track 5, God is Love. He sings to us, Don't go and talk about my father. I won't go into the fraught relationship he had with his earthly father, Marvin Gaye Sr., who would go on to fatally shoot Marvin in 1984. So much has been written about that. This is a tribute in this song to his heavenly father in a defense of God in a, in a way, in a cynical, jaded world. He loves us whether we know it or not, and he'll forgive all our sins, and all he asks of us is that we give each other love. Track 6. Mercy, Mercy, Me, The Ecology. The iconic voice of Marvin Gaye. He is the archetypical soul singer. The timeless beauty of that instrument on Mercy, Mercy, Me. His phrasing is masterful. His improvisations ad-libs, I guess, these days, always fresh, still imitated. The tone and pitch of his voice are unmatched. His influences on the likes of everyone from Michael Jackson to Aaron Hall to Robin Thicke is unmistakable. Yes, the estate successfully sued Thicke. This delightful song, In Less Capable Hands, is still a perfect pop song but it's a signature classic for the master. Track seven, right on. It starts with flirty piano and fiery flute. Shout out to Lizzo, keeping the flute alive. There's the beaded rattling percussion of what sounds to me like an afuche kibasa all throughout the song. It's a seven minute jam. But lyrically, he's giving us a treatise on poverty, hatred, and God's command to love one another. He even tosses in a seductive falsetto lace interlude near the end. The whole record just knocks. Track 8. Holy, holy. Holy as entirely holy as in sanctified. Strings, horns, Marvin Gaye singing about humanity coming together as a whole to become holy before the Lord to conquer hate forever. It's my kind of gospel. It's no clever sleight of hand. He's straight up talking about Jesus and the Bible, but he's pointing out that we can't be holy unless we come together. It's my kind of gospel. It's not an everybody but this group or that group type of evangelicism. Mm-hmm. 
It's about healing a nation, a world. It's not an everybody but this group or that group type of evangelicalism. It's about healing a nation, a world. Track nine, inner city blues. Make me want to holla. Like the album as a whole, this song is a Trojan horse because you get the bass groove, the funky Latin tinge beat, the horns, gaze effortless jazzy scat. While we're grooving, lyrically what's unfolding is this song is an indictment of racial and economic injustice. Yeah, it makes me want to holler and throw up both my hands. Crime is increasing, trigger happy policing. Panic is spreading, God knows where we're heading. The song ends with the final reprise of what's going on. It's over in much the way it began, and I want to hear it again and again. The Vietnam War did not officially end until 1975, although the U.S. pulled out in 1973. Nixon resigned in 74. Imagine a war we didn't win and a president who violated his oath of office. The Vietnam War did not officially end until 1975, although the U.S. pulled out in 73. Nixon resigned in 74. Imagine a war we didn't win and a president who violated his oath of office. Marvin Gaye died in 1984, two days before my 13th birthday. The national shock and grief was akin to what I remember of the passing of John Lennon. Janet Jackson once called Marvin Gaye our John Lennon. But even more than that, he was our Marvin Gaye, the Prince of Soul. Musical tributes by Diana Ross, the original boss, the Commodores, Frankie Beverly and Mays, Tina Marie, and so many others punctuate my musical memories of this year. And this was a year that saw Prince's Purple Rain, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA, and Tina Turner's Private Dancer all dominate the charts. Marvin Gaye's music has been ubiquitous in our lives. What's Going On? Always a popular record. Had taken on the patina of nostalgia. I mean, it always gave you a good, mellow vibe while trying to hip you to the world around you. But when we really need it, like now, it rings timelessly with urgency and fearlessness. Like all of our greatest artists, Marvin Gaye took the mundane, the divine, and the global and turned it into a beautiful reflection of our broken humanity. That's the gig. Thanks so much for listening. Share the link to the show with your circle if you liked it. You can find Musical Telephone on Anchor, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. New platforms are being added as we speak. I'd love to hear from you. At Musical Telephone 1 on Twitter, TAdams465 on Instagram. You can also like and comment on the Musical Telephone Facebook page. Until then, believe what you hear.